0: we always look forward to that week because it was always intense.
1: The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My, my, my favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys, still, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your college basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play, crop, and point at BetOnline. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at BetOnline. Updated odds for everything from live games the conference championships right through the Final Four and championship game. BetOnline is your college basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your bonus. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary tight end Jason Dunn. JD,
0: how does it go? What's up, my brother? How are you doing? How's it going today? What's uh what's what's new out there in the sports world? What's going on? Hold on, I mean, man.
1: What's... there's there's not there's not a lot as far as the free agency movement. Uh there's there's some whispers and stuff we're gonna get into in the show today, but um nothing much as far as sport news, but uh, I don't know if you remember the uh the the infamous Chief the uh the the, the the werewolf Chiefs fan. Oh yeah, yeah, that so got- guy the, the bank yep. robber the, the, the quick change bank robber <laughs> what is, he, is he doing five to ten right now or what what's the deal uh, I mean I, I don't know I, I think he's in uh, in Cabo right now uh with uh, with Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman escaping jail he uh, he bailed in his um I, I think he, he took off on uh, his bail uh I think um was, he was out on bond on like a one a one million dollar uh, I believe and Ooh. and now he's he, he's he's he jumped jump ship no one knows, no one knows where he is probably in Mexico right now really yeah. so that joker he,
0: he, he, he jumped bail yeah yeah man so I, I think i heard a little bit about this somebody said that he he was able to get off or something like they let him uh, postpone maybe his, his 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 date is that what it was where he could eat i because he could i don't know i have no idea but it, it all of this is crazy to me so that joker uh, he knew exactly Look, he's been robbing banks, he's been putting money away. And he knew if I get a chance and opportunity, if they ain't taking me in right now, and they have me come in on my own regard. I'm gone. Yeah. Okay. I am gone. So that's <laughs> somebody robbing banks who is being able to get money somewhere. Uh you best believe that Joker's gonna be on the first thing smoking.
1: Oh, yeah. So, Apparently he cut his ankle bracelet too they had like a tracking thing on him. he cut he cut that and then and then dipped out
0: oh yeah well he, he's
1: got money to do a little
0: bit of everything right now so i mean he was doing he was doing giveaways and all that huh so
1: yeah uh, yeah and speaking of giveaways uh, we still have our uh giveaway from our guy uh jordan specter our uh, showtime mahomes uh, uh poster which is amazing uh we had uh Quite a few of you guys have retweeted it. i uh, just going to throw this back out there for uh, some of you uh, viewers and listeners who may not know the giveaway. Um, all you have to do is three easy steps. You got to follow. You got to retweet our post on Twitter. It's pinned at the top of our page. Uh, follow Chief Concerns. Follow Spectre's art uh, account. Um, and that's all in the tweet. Um, you'll see all that stuff. And then lastly, subscribe to our channel where you guys can see the unveiling of the winner on next week's episode. So three easy steps for one beautiful piece of work. Called
0: show on, man. Man. It's easy. Come on. Somebody got to do it. Put it in there. Can I, can I do it? Can I put it in? Can I do the do J- Of course you okay. can do it. JD It's a free country. I want to, you know, I want to win some gifts. I want to be able to do it. You know, I, I thought that was a good thing. Like when I put out for the uh, the bourbon, that was a good time, man. I, you know, a lot of people was able to get something that was really nice. Think we we'll gonna start doing a little bit more of this, just getting some more, some really cool prizes and things for our uh, viewers. Yeah. Uh, but that that art piece, man, is is beautiful. It's, it's a gorgeous piece. So
1: yeah, and and actually, with that, um, uh, Corey, the, the the famous Chiefs artist, actually reached out to us today. Uh, he wants to partner with Chief Concerns and do some giveaways, uh, on our channel. So uh, we'll be we'll have some we'll have some more giveaways for people as uh, as we kind of look forward to. The beginning of the season and stuff so we'll we'll have so many we'll have so many things thrown at you guys um so be on the lookout for that uh as the the next few weeks approach so uh yeah. lots of stuff to give away man i'm excited i'm excited i'm gonna give it mood jd yeah hey that's good it ain't even christmas
0: shoot <laughs> exactly nah, i'm good with it i wonder <laughs> if, can he, can he, if he can paint these
1: guns <laughs> can't get these things put up there can he you get know uh-oh I you know I could I could definitely I I could definitely talk talk to some of these artists man they they can they can they can whip up some old old JD footage and uh give us a, a nice little uh nice little painting
0: yeah I might to give me that old you know little sculpture like you know like Arnold you know what I'm saying <laughs> like the ESPN body issue yeah
1: boom <laughs> Bill you know. uh, yes sir. <laughs> Oh, and for for those of you actually, JD, I I think I, I think you might have seen it on Instagram, but we talked about uh my flag football league, which started last week. Uh we had our week one of the of the regular season and we won uh 41 to 6 uh Ooh. domination uh on yes. uh Sunday. Blow it out,
0: baby. I see you, Mark. Yo, man, I I love seeing the video. You know, <laughs> and I and the thing is it's just like y'all just out there doing your thing like man, it's too easy. It's too easy out here. So you know,
1: we we rolled up in our uniforms because like there's a few teams that have uniforms in that league, but I, I think these guys were new. Um, we rolled up there, we were watching the first game before us, and these guys we we all felt them like staring at us, yeah. and then like we uh, we we overheard him go to the ref, and he's like, "Are, are these guys nice?" And the referee the referee goes, "You're about to find out." <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know it was uh what was I mean, that? It was,
0: what was the chat they used to do with the Cobra Kai? Remember in the, 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 uh. In the karate kid, Cobra used to run around and say say Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai,
1: Cobra Kai.
0: Are y'all doing that? Y'all run past
1: teams doing that too? Uh, no, not really. i if I throw like a, like a bomb or a touchdown pass, I'll like when we're like up, I'll like yeah. run down. you'll say no mercy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. love it. Yes, sir. I'm sure I'm I'm sure people hate our team, but it's
0: it's all fun. <laughs> Sorry, man. It's true. When you, hey, when you're good, when you win winning – People going to hate you. You're going to have haters, brother. We know that. We know that. Chiefs I have tons of haters. Tons of haters. I had my Kansas City Chiefs hat on today when I was going into, uh, oh, what is that? Uh, uh, first Watch. It's going to First Watch. Ooh, ooh. You know? my first Watch. Yeah. And I was like, hey, man, yeah, you're wearing the Chiefs hat. You can't wear the Chiefs hat. I said, I can wear a Chiefs hat anywhere. Okay? Anywhere. Believe that, buddy. Not to mention, also, too, uh, you should be wearing the Chiefs hat right now, okay? They the greatest team out there, have been the past few years. What are you doing with your life? You know, so he just kind of looked at me and kind of smiled, you know, so I know his girlfriend was like, man, what are you talking about? All
1: right. <laughs> can handle. It. But, yeah. And I'm sure you – I mean, when you were playing, you guys were, you know, pretty much like in the playoffs, like almost every year. Uh, you can't say that. In the, in the 9-0 year, I'm sure you guys felt a little bit of that. A little bit of that 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 hate from all the corners. It wasn't as hot takey back then, like nationally, right. but like yeah. I'm sure you, you you felt some of that uh those bad eyes on you guys. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it, dude. I,
0: look, I, I I I thought about this. I know guys talk about all the time. Like we have if we had played in this era and whatnot, how would you do with the social media? Would anybody be talking to us? I mean, yo, the guys, the amount of guys back then, that was talking past ish. Man, I can't even imagine those dudes being on uh, uh, on social media, Twitter stuff. They would let everybody have the business. I'm telling you, like, I can't even. When they talked about how things like how Birdies would talk noise, Jordan used to talk noise, you know, it was go those, those the basketball players back in the day? Oh shoot, come on, it, it would have. They would have easily been at people's necks, easily. You know, and I know dudes I played with. I, I would have been, you know, now. You know, I'll get at people's necks if I need to. You mm-hmm. know, I don't like getting out of character. So I try to keep it easy, try to keep it easy, Marcus. You know that, you know me, right? <laughs> I know. I try to be gracious, you know. But sometimes these things, man, these people get out here with these these little takes. Sometimes you got to go, like, yo, hey, you know what? You're gonna keep playing
1: around, well, so we're gonna have to come at you. So, yeah, that's what that's what, that's what we do. So, we, we do, baby. It- you mess around, we'll have to set you straight sometimes. Sometimes.
0: We've got to sweep the leg, JD. We'll sweep the leg. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> sure, bucket.
1: Sweep the leg, Jason. <laughs> gotcha. So uh, lo- uh so there's a few things, a few items we're gonna check off on the episode today. Uh one of which, of course, is our weekly DeAndre Hopkins update. D-Hop is an elite guy. You and I, we want to go with DeAndre Hopkins right, right away. It makes sense to go get D-Hop. We lost Juju. We lost Harvey. Those are veteran guys. Yeah. Bring him in. D-Hop. D-Hop. The Kansas City Chiefs are on the clock. They trade their fourth round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. Could you imagine the pandemonium going on in there? Oh, D-Hop. That's who I would want, Sure, I am <laughs> like, hey, D-Hop, before you even name anybody else D-Hop. So this week uh, we've heard that the Cardinals are finally allowing DeAndre Hopkins to talk to teams while mm. the bills have been a team to watch for DeAndre Hopkins bills beat reporter Sal Capeccio, I believe that's how you say his name. Um, said he heard that the bills feel really good about what they have already added uh, in the wide receiver room. Um, but he also heard at the owners meetings. This is where it gets interesting. He yeah. heard at the owners meetings of the team to watch for the DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes is none other than the Kansas city chiefs, a, a guy that we can, we we've been saying this for weeks, for oh, I think about a, over a month now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it seems that the only, based on all the reports, the only other team to really watch this whole Deandre Hopkins sweepstakes is new England. So now it's kind of narrowed down. It was like, you know, you had, you had some saying the Bills, some say, saying the Ravens, uh, obviously Browns Patriots chiefs, but now it just seems like it's a two, two horse race uh, at this point. Um, so, Jenny, what do you what do you make of these new reports? Now that it is like a two-horse race between the Chiefs and the New England Patriots for DeAndre Hopkins services.
0: Uh You, you know, I have seen a video when they were showing I guess DeAndre Hopkins and, and Bill Belichick, you know, just kind of, you know, you know, congratulating each other on each other just saying like, "Hey man, I appreciate what you do and what you bring to the game." Uh but I we we've been saying this we've been saying this for the past few weeks uh we we believe that Kansas City has a shot uh and the reality is man we don't know how these things can happen we there, there's a lot of things that's going on behind closed doors uh that we're just not privy to right we don't we don't you know it'll change every single day hey what if we do it this way hey what if we do it like this hey what if we you know try to sign a guy to a lesser deal or something like that or just try to uh you know, defer some of his payments later on in the future. Like, what do we, how can we work to get this thing going? And so these things are going on, you know, seriously, every single day in negotiating, in, in, you know, with the Chiefs and I'm sure Arizona. Um, I just, you know, I, I know what they said The Bills. I, I didn't really get that one. I didn't quite understand that. They had Diggs, they had Davis. So what, you don't get DeAndre Hopkins, you know? Is, is that what's going to, you know, get y'all? Father, y'all went and got a defense. Y'all started getting guys, and you know didn't didn't have quite work out for y'all. So um, that I, I could see maybe if, if Bill does it up there, that might be a, a shot in the dark because they don't have Jacoby Myers. They need a guy. But to be honest with you, if I was De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I'd be the last. It would be one of the last places I want to go. I'm like, oh man, these guys ain't ready. They're not ready. They're not ready to be a world champion right now. There is a lot of rebuilding that they're doing, trying to put things together. And so they lost some pieces. Obviously. Uh is DeAndre Hopkins gonna put him over the hump to get to the Super Bowl? I don't think so. Uh, and so I think it's something that they had to explore about that. Especially the guy who's who's older, right? And we got Mac Jones. Mac Jones is not the caliber of Patrick Mahomes. So let's just be realistic about it. Uh, so if if I was, you know, his agent. <laughs> I'm mean, like, eh, I don't know, right? With well, the Cardinals, but it's all about who who who's going to make the deal. But like I said, to me, the Chiefs seem a, a, a more uh, a, a better fit, you know, to have a guy like his uh, his ability come out here when they're in Kansas City, no doubt about it.
1: Yeah, and the one thing that's really interesting is I know everyone's saying it's the Patriots. And the Patriots, they they're because they have, they have a lot of money left still to spend, uh, so that's why I think people keep saying their name there. But they're also being thrown around there in the whole Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. They have a lot of money. If they are, if they do want to get Lamar Jackson. Realistically, that that's what they're saying. You know, I think Meek Mill had talked to Robert Kraft about trying to get a Lamar over there. Um, and he had the Kraft said it's all up to Bill if they want to do that. But if that is realistic, then. They need the money for that as far as the, you know, the guaranteed money, whatever Lamar wants. You're going to have to have the capital for that to, to, to be able to pay him. Um, yeah. So like that, that could kind of throw a little wrench in that whole DeAndre Hopkins thing. Um, but then also, what I want to ask you is, so they're allowing him to speak to teams. DeAndre Hopkins can speak, you know, yeah. uh, up front with, um, with the Chiefs now. What can that, because I, I know the, the, the common thing I'm seeing from all these fans who really don't want us to get DeAndre Hawkins, it seemed like they're just saying it's kind of far-fetched for us to go get him because we don't have the money for it. Yeah. Um, we have about $5 million. I think I read earlier we have about $5 million um, to spend. Um, and I think over the next two years, he makes about $34 million. Um, yeah. So, like, how would conversations go as far as player team to kind of make that work? Is that something that, you know, we talked to you Hey DeAndre, you know we, we we want you on the team, but how can we really make this work? Is there any way we can kind of like pretty much work out a deal with DeAndre so when we do make that trade, we can kind of like right away, hey, like restructure the contract and make move that money around? Is that something that that can be done with the conversation with DeAndre, or does that have to be does Arizona have to be involved with that aspect?
0: No, I I, I think it is something that could be done. Obviously, you know, with the Chiefs want to have, you know, Arizona possibly pay for some of this contract, right? That he's going to get paid. So they're like, look, if they could take off some of. You know, maybe some of the pressure from you know the money wise, contract wise, then that'd be a better deal for the Chiefs. Uh, but if DeAndre gets over, and it's like at any time, once you get a guy on your on your your squad, once you sign him, then it's like you could restructure a deal at that point. You know what I'm saying? You could you could do it pretty much at any time uh, that you that you that you want once you have it. Uh, so I think I don't think that you're confined to just that. By saying if you get DeAndre Hopkins over here, you got traded for, I don't know, let's say a fifth-round pick. Okay? Gets a fifth-round pick. That's the compensation. He comes over to the Chiefs. Chiefs pick up the contract. Let's say Arizona's like, okay, y'all picking up his contract. They can make that that contract work the way they want it to work, you know, during that time. They can. Now, they can't go in there and try to pay him less. I don't think he's going to do that, right? He's just like, well, shoot, I'm just not going to play. Y'all bought a guy, and I'm not going to – Play for less money. Unless y'all make it sweet for me, you know, later on down the road, like I said, firm money or maybe, you know, some type of promises. That's a possibility. And that's something, I guess, you know, with the, uh, you know, obviously his his agent and, and DeAndre talking, the Chiefs talking, how can they, you know, really structure some things out uh, to make something like that happen? So um, yeah, that's why I, I think, to be honest with you, man, when, when people are saying this, There's so many avenues to make this thing work. It really is. Okay. Cause there's, there's guys like with 5 million cap, there's the money's going up every single year. Okay. There's guys that can still be traded or something happens during the draft. So when I, when I see things as far as like contract wise, what I'm seeing in the building and what I'm hearing about, look, there could be some, some really tough decisions going on in the future or during the draft, man, that people may not like or say, well, why did you do this to get a guy like that here? The question is, uh, here's the real question. DeAndre Hopkins, can he make you, help you win a Super Bowl? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is he worth it? Being at 30, 31 years old, I think so. Absolutely. I think he's still playing at a high level. To me, what a guy can do still have that ability and making top of the dollar money and stuff for two years, yeah, that, that could be done. Now, I will say this, okay. When we was talking about the uh uh up here with Belichick with the Patriots. Bill don't like paying anybody either. Suckers is tight. Hey, okay, we talk about beaches type, but them suckers up there in New England, they, them suckers are frog type, butthole booty. I'm sorry. All, <laughs> you know, with, I don't care, but tight, man. They sphinxers are pretty tight on the money. Okay. All right. Been a part of that. I've seen that before. So that's the negotiation tactics up there as well. Uh, but, you know, you're talking about Lamar Jackson getting up there and say, hey. <laughs> That's something that I had to see to believe it, put it that way. can happen. It's a possibility, man. But I, I, want, I want DeAndre Hopkins here. I think we can make it work. Uh, I think he's worth it. Uh, we're talking about, like I said, legacy. We're talking about going in and putting in and making a dynasty. That's a guy that can, can, can definitely do it.
1: Yeah, I think we're one of the few teams, actually, that you add DeAndre Hopkins to and you automatically become, okay, this team you can – you probably, you'll probably see them in the AFC Championship game. You'll see that, potentially say that about us anyways, but it could almost be like, you know what, he stays healthy. That almost kind of certain, it guarantees a lock that the Chiefs will be in the AFC Championship game again to, ha- yeah. to have to throw him in the mix with what we already have.
0: Listen, let, let, me, let me say this, okay, because I, I think we have these conversations, um, you know, because we, we talked about this before, and we talked about where – well, look, we we like the guys in the room. And we do. We like the guys in the room. We we have a talented young group of guys, okay? Uh, obviously, you know, Ross is a guy that we're still waiting to see what we're going to be able to get out of him. Uh, we got John Ross, young guy that, that's got a lot of ability, could do a lot of different things, especially in this offense. Uh, but, we, you know, we had, we had to think about as far as do we have enough of that veteran presence, you know, to kind of take it over the top. Do we want to continue to do this with the difficulty uh, year in and year out? When we know, we sit there and watch Cincinnati is keeping Higgins and all those guys. They're going to try to keep all those guys together, okay? Bills are still, you know, going to be the Bills, okay? All right, we don't know where the Mars going in this whole scheme of things, but we know Jacksonville is another team that's up and coming, right? So there's teams in the AFC – There's always year in and year out is going to be in contention. It's going to be one of the the top teams in the NFL every single year. Do we want to put ourselves in a position where it's almost like we're stagnant in certain positions? You know, do we want to do that? When we're watching other teams kind of, you know, just making incremental, you know, positive moves, in the right directions just to put them over the hump. So I know we won the Super Bowl last year, the year before, it was Cincinnati was in there.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So we we could we can keep using this formula. And I, I think, you know, we was talking, uh, uh my man uh uh I think Carter Man is on Twitter. I like his, I like a lot of his takes. Kind of talking a little bit about, you know, sometimes it's it's Veach MO, you know, not to sign some of the the guys that he's he's you know he's drafted or do dudes is doing one of your deals. Sometimes you gotta you gotta you gotta make a, a different move, right? Just out of the out of the ordinary where you're not so predictable, like look, you know what? This this is something that we need. This is something that we need to go ahead and do. And newsflash, here's reality. We don't know how long Andy's gonna be coaching. We don't know. Good point. So if Andy's gonna be here another two years. I'm thinking it's going to be another two years. Why not get him some more toys that he can mess with while he's here, right, for at least the two years? So, I mean, I've been just thinking different things in my head, man, and I think we need to understand, like, look, there's some moves that that can be made that I really believe will put Chiefs in a better position, staying on top, still getting top calendar guys here, right, Uh, to go ahead and win a Super Bowl for these next two years. So, D Hop does it for
1: us. Yeah, I, I and I also say this too. Just looking at the history of Andy Reid, I mean, look at his Eagles days. I mean, he, he he made the he made the most with 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 guys. And I'm not I'm not taking it away from Greg Lewis, uh, Top Hinkston, Freddie Mitchell, Fred X. Um, th- those are guys who they weren't they weren't top flight guys in the league. They they were they were solid guys. I think our receiving room is a solid receiving room. Absolutely. It would happen with that Eagles team. They went out and got T.O. and they took him to the next level, right? Right, right. If you if you look at Andy Reid, I was I was my brother and I were talking about this. If we got D Hop, I think D Hop would be a top five receiver uh, that Andy Reid's ever coached um, on the team. As far as if you look at his history, that we, we looked at, it, it was T.O. Yeah. Tyree Kill, huh. um, uh, Deshaun Jackson would definitely be on that list. He, I mean, I I know I know people want to say Deshaun Jackson because people remember yeah. Deshaun Jackson in the last two years, but like. Yeah, yeah.
0: At that time, yeah,
1: yeah, Deshaun Jackson, no doubt about it. Yes, and I think D, and I think D hop would go in in, in that because I, I think he'd be before um Sammy Watkins, I think he'd be before Jeremy Macklin. Um, but yeah, I, I think D would be a with top, top five receiver that any Reid's ever had the pleasure of coaching if we were to get him. So, like, y- y- you talk about you know, legacy, uh, the dynasty aspect, and you talk about how many more years does any read lo- have left. This would. I mean, this would this would help to to, to add to, uh, to the next two years. This, this would definitely give us a, a better chance, a more a, a fighter's chance to make yeah. that happen to win the next the final two years. If this is the last two years of uh, Andy Reid's uh, career, I mean, I, it would de- it would definitely help. Um, yeah, well, without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, you got to be able to make an argument,
0: you know, and, and really think about it. Like, okay, because it is an NFL is a window on certain things that you possibly do. Super Bowl is one of the hardest things to get to let alone win, right? And so if you have it within your grasp, you, you, well, we, it was difficult last time. Well, we can do it again while it's difficult. Well, why do that? Let, let's make it a little bit easier, okay? Let's make it a little, look, Travis is spectacular, okay? Uh, we know Patrick Mahomes is phenomenal, all right? The young receiver core are a great group of guys, Great receivers. We know this. Okay. We got a good running back in the room. Why not go ahead and say, okay, instead of Patrick Mahomes running records, we still got to figure out the, the tackle position. Okay. We still need one more. Still need one more. Uh how about we just we 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 take a little load off of, off of Patrick? Take a little bit of load off of Kelsey. So when we do need him, possibly, okay, in the playoffs. Uh, we get a guy like D Hop here. I don't look. I even say OBJ. You know, if he stays healthy and all that, right? But we talking D Hop now. D Hop conversation. We're gonna deal with this. I would say D Hop would be the one that you sit there and say he can make it a lot easier for everybody on the whole offense. Running back, uh, uh, lineman, quarterback, tight ends, the other receivers. I mean, he he propels us to a whole different level getting his talent like that here. Bottom line, period. Seriously, I just, you know, so for the life of me, I get that. we Look, great group of guys. We know this. But if we sit over here saying we want to take and be one of the, the most productive, one of the best wide receiver groups in the NFL right now, you go get a guy like D-Hop. Go get him, okay, and find a way. If you don't, then fine. We'll go with the guys that we got, okay, we'll keep rolling with them. Right. And we'll just keep handling business. I'm just saying, shoot, why not handle business a little bit easier? It's not about working hard. It's about working smarter, right? It's the whole thing. Oh, you know, now you don't want to work as hard. Work smarter. Mm. Work smarter.
1: Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. I I do want to ask you this. So, the owners' meetings that that, that's why there's a million reporters there because there's so much stuff that goes on there. Uh, And the fact that that's being that that's the word from a Buffalo Bills reporter that he's saying that's the word out there is that. The DeAndre Hopkins is a team to the chiefs are a team to watch DeAndre Hopkins. We heard this weeks ago during the draft. That was, the, that was the thing that was being talked about. Um, and then, and then you see receivers that are, that are still in the market left and right being snatched. I think Marvin Jones got signed um, a few other guys, a few other, you know, solid veteran guys have been signed guys who would have been signed under that, you know, that, 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 that the Veach special, the one year, $3 million deal guys that we would have signed, right. If we were going to fix that receiver right. position. Um, and I think I read an article the other day, like, Oh, uh, it's clear, I think it was Nate Taylor uh, from the Athletic. He, he was talking about how, you know, because um, his whole article was saying that we're probably out of the DeAndre Hopkins thing, um, which, you know, it's been, every, every report contradicts itself, but yeah. in that it was like, well, they're still I- interested in OBJ, but either way, they're they're content with their the receivers they have in the room. Okay. You're, obviously you're content with the receivers you have in the room. You, you, you just want to super with, with those guys. But then on top of that, you're also still saying you're interested in OBJ. So obviously the, there are upgrades that you, you want, you want to make. And the fact that our name keeps coming up, does that, I mean, is there smoke there? I mean, do you, do, do, do you think that it's not just that BS is being made up, that we are actually a team that is interested because I mean, there's been so many contra- contradicting reports in this whole DeAndre Hopkins thing.
0: Dude, I, I think, I think there's it's still interest. I think there's interest in probably all these guys, right? You start looking at guys that's still out here for agents. Um, So D hop, no doubt about it. OBJ. Uh, I think somebody brought up, and I thought about this guy too, Jarvis Landry. You know, he's a guy that could come in, catch you know a few balls, be like a juju type of guy, yeah. right? He, he, you know, we know he could catch. He could play some ball. Uh, so it's not going to be a whole lot of money. It's going to cost you a lot of different, you know, a lot of money. But he's a veteran guy. It's a veteran presence. Uh, and I heard he's a he's a tremendous locker room guy. So it's just. So many reports out, I think everybody wants to get on this thing, is, uh, get ahead of it as, as, as much as possible. Everybody's just putting these little fillers out. And guess what? They are being tight-lipped. They ain't letting anybody know, right? <laughs> They're not. And so some of these things that we do hear, because I hear a lot, hear a lot, you know, from here and their sources. Uh, only thing that matters is what's going on in that room. That's what's going to boil down to. When it comes to that draft time and seeing how everything is going to work out, it's going to play out. Then we'll then we'll know, then we'll know. Okay, but the people are waiting on a few full, uh, few moves here and there to make you know to make a deal as far as like trying to make this thing happen, and they being tight lipped about it. Right, everybody gonna to be tongue in yeah. Well, you know, we just well, I don't know what's going on. Oh, well, I don't deal with this. Right, Robert, why I, I don't make a decision? Really, Robert, <laughs> you don't make that decision. You gonna try to tell me you can't make a call tell Bill Belichick? No, we won't D hop here. Okay. As owner, you best have some demands. Cause if you ain't making a decision about who you get on your squad and your team,
1: Shoot. I don't know what to tell you. Hey, I, I, the, the infamous story was that um Belichick wanted Jimmy G to be the uh, the heir apparent to uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady went to uh to Kraft and Kraft's like, nah, Jimmy G's out of here. That, that that was that was the alleged story that, that came out of it. So Kraft. Uh, eh. Kraft does have a is, – is a decision maker in, in, in that place, the fact that he was able to ship out Jimmy G because Brady went to him. So. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, right, <laughs> well, yeah. Look. So he's looking at uh, – who are you again? Oh, Tom Brady? Okay, now nah, listen, no, nah, that's not what we're going to do. I'm not going to do that, okay? <laughs> so go back to where you came from, okay? You keep throwing those balls. For me, I'm writing these checks. You keep playing.
1: Okay? <laughs> I'll handle this. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens. I mean, I, I love that you brought up Juju. Juju is an interesting one. Um, because let's say, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying taking away anyway from Marvin Jones or any of the guys who've been signed, but like there's more, more at this point in their careers, marginal difference between Juju and Marvin Jones. They, they also have different they do different things, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Juju would be a great uh not juju, sorry, Jarvis Landry would be a great right, right. Would be, would be a great um fill-in for the Juju role. Um, and also Ju, uh, Jarvis. And OBJ very close friends play college with each other because that could be something too. You know, I don't think Jarvis is going to break the bank, and then you could you could bring in an OBJ, and then you have you, your your receiver room is set at that point, and you wouldn't yeah. need to do anything else. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, like you said, uh, we're going to see a lot. We're we're, we're going to be able to tell a lot over the next few weeks if there's no other movement going on this whole D Hop thing, and then you got the draft. And then, if we don't really draft a receiver in the first few rounds, then it could be okay. We maybe we are making a move. We just wanted to wait and see how the draft war fell to us. And I'm
0: we'll sure, see. yeah, I'm sure. And I guarantee they, they was out there, man, in the owners meeting today. All these jokers the coaches, everybody sitting there talking, like, man, what do y'all think about doing? What do y'all, you know? What y'all looking at? So, yeah, that's everybody knows
1: what's going on out that way,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, it's. I, I can't, I can't wait for it. Um, and, and I know everyone's p- really keen on the whole youth movement thing, but you know, as, as we talked about, we have a lot, the youth movement is in, in the building already. That the, yeah. the, the guys are there. Um, right. You talk about Justin Ross and everyone's excited about Justin Ross. Justin Ross is healthy. Justin Ross would have been a top two round pick last year, top three round pick last year. Yeah. And we were able to get him as an undrafted guy, you know, and, and we were able to get Trey Smith, who was also a guy, you know, who we got him late because of the whole uh, injury red flag. And we ended up, you know, and uh, that 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 panned out well. So we have a good history, a good track record of getting the guys with the the red flags, and you know, with the injury uh, red flag, and you know, being able to do something with them. So, yeah, yeah, no, it's
0: true. That that would be a, a a wonder. That'd be a a, a pleasant
1: surprise to see him come out, man, and just blow out the water this year. It really would. You know, yeah. I would love to see that. And just a great story too for him to to bounce back from something that what, what he what he did bounce back from. So
0: yeah, yeah.
1: All right, so, J.D., you mentioned the owners' meeting. So, uh, this week, our guy uh, Patrick Mahomes and uh, Commissioner Roger Gale kind of clashed over some stuff on, on well, so, uh, the, uh, a, a, a thing they voted on at the owners' meeting, and then uh, Mahomes tweeted about it. So, we'll get into that. So, um, at the owners' meeting this week, they voted to now have two Thursday night football games before the limit was one Thursday night football game excluding Thanksgiving games. And Patrick Mahomes uh, tweeted the face palm emoji. Uh, to, to this on uh, on Twitter and uh, they asked uh, media asked Roger Cadell about uh, Mahomes' tweet and uh, this was his response to Mahome's face palm emoji to the the, the two uh, f- uh, the two games now um quote I don't think we're putting Amazon over our players the data doesn't show higher injury rate we recognize shorter weeks I hear from a lot of players directly who love the 10 days off after the game. NFL owners also reportedly tabled a proposal that would have introduced flex scheduling for the Thursday night games. Pre- previous reports indicated that such a system would allow Sunday Sunday afternoon games in weeks four to seventeen to shift to Thursdays with fifteen days' notice. Um, this was tabled, but this will be revisited in May and potentially could pass in May. Wow! Um, yeah. So, JD, what, what do you think of of these uh, of these these changes?
0: It sounds like owners are doing up to owner stuff. That's what it sounds like. That's the NFL. It's all about making money. That's what it is. Okay? It's a business, and them jokers out there understand how to turn a dollar. Put it that way. And so Patrick is sitting there doing the, the, the facepalm emoji because he knows I might have to be one of those teams that are going to put on Thursday night. I know it's what he's thinking. Like, look, if you're talking about maybe, you know, getting some quality, you know, games and, you know, going on, Sure. why not put the Chiefs, okay? We're the the primetime show. Everybody wants to see us. Everybody will tune in for something like that, right? So other than that, I don't see what other benefit it would be uh, to do something like that. It's not at the players' benefit to do it, right? You know, I know you said something about, you know, Goodell was talking about, like, oh, I've never heard players complain about it. And, you know, you get a little time off. Well, I don't know who you're talking about as, as a player, First off, they didn't like the 17 game, you know, for one. Okay. <laughs> now we're talking about, you know, turnaround short week, having 10 days off. Man, listen, we know what this is. Okay. Roger said it in a way that made it sound like it was okay. Like, hey, we're not with we did have nothing to do with Amazon. And you know, we 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 worry about our players. Our players are the most important thing for us. Yeah, as long as they're making money for you, they are the most important thing for you. No doubt about it. So that, that's what this is. This Thursday night deal is how can we make more money um with guys and you know having teams play on Thursday night? Uh because I, I think if I'm not mistaken, they was talking about maybe on Thursday night they was having a maybe a, a little bit of a, a, a drop in, in viewership. Then we're talking about Amazon Prime. If you know you don't have everybody having Amazon Prime, man, it makes it an issue and a problem. You know, is this something that Amazon Prime is sitting there saying to the owners, like, "Hey, man, why don't you, we gonna put this and introduce to you all? Y'all talk about it. Let's make more money. We've invested this type of money into the NFL, getting these deals, TV deals with us. How about y'all talk about getting some better games on Thursday night? so more people get Prime, so they get to see it. They want to come, you know, tune in." So we get more people in Kansas City buying prime and getting things like that. Yo, that's that's what I can see. That's a business deal. What this is, pure and simple. NFL is a corporation. They're doing corporate things right here, right? And their guy at the forefront of this is Roger Goodell. That's why they re re uh, signed him for another few years because he's uh, he does a great job for the NFL. Okay, and it is what it is. Okay, he's getting paid to do this. He's doing a tremendous job for the owners, okay? The players, you know, through the collective bargaining agreement and whatnot, have to bring this up and say, listen, okay? Enough is enough. We want a little bit more control for some of the things that we want to do, you know? And you could say, hey, there's no, uh, you know, I guess, there's no studies on saying, does this put guys in in harm's way and stuff? Well, (laughs) how many do you know is playing Thursday night you know twice, you know, especially this high level, high level caliber okay. of doing things. Uh, I wouldn't say that you know you had a really extensive study <laughs> to make but, that but, make the decision. Not, but who, you know, no sample size. <laughs> yeah, uh, I could be wrong. Everybody been studying this for years, but I'm just saying from what I see of doing these things, there could be some uh, physical. You know situations that's involved with this if if, if it doesn't all work out the right way, right? So.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, as far as sample size, we, we we've never seen a team play two Thursday night games in a season. Well, outside, un- unless they have been doing some studies on the Thursday night that the teams who have played a Thursday night game then played the Thanksgiving games, and that they acted as that as their study. I mean that could, that that could have been something, but that
0: that and those are very like small sample size okay yeah. make a, a, a huge decision like this for the entire league to go do it now not to mention you're talking about oh my gosh flexing the games 15 days ahead and let them know dude well, do, do you think that's
1: worse the 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 the, the, the flexing
0: I, I don't like the flexing the flexing I think is 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 to me is a little much okay you know, fifteen days. I, I don't think it's something you could implement this policy this year, right? Because they're they're thinking about doing it this year, correct?
1: That, that that's what I read online. If it's voted on in May, that's something that that would be that, that was that would start this year.
0: Oh man, it's preposterous. Guys, just got to get their heads together, to, like try to do something like that. But man, the, the only way the only way you're gonna be able to to, to address this issue is when the collective bargaining agreement comes up, you start talking about these things, about what, you know, players' health, you know, what what's the compensation for us? How do we benefit from this? Uh, and it's all owner-driven. It is. Make decisions about what they want to do. Uh, so, you know, they, they NFL, owners make the rules. They do. Players, yeah, have, they have some say in it. Uh, but, you know, things like this actually shows like, okay, wait a minute, hold on. This, for them... Is about it's an investment and in making money, right? They want to win Super Bowls, they want to make money. Uh, that's the reason they own an NFL team. Okay. So we you know some rich guys it was a hobby, <laughs> no. you know. So, but yeah, it's the league, man. It's the league. What do you want to do? You know, it's good they have a great business model. So,
1: yeah, it's it's one thing like I know obviously money is the you know the the end all be all for the, for these guys, these owners, um, yeah. um, and just the league in general and all, and all sporting leagues, really not just, not just the NFL, but there was things that should have been voted on. I think, I think should have gotten past that at the owners meeting, but instead we're talking about the Thursday night games. Like, uh, they, they were talking about, um, I think they put up the vote for uh, reviewing, uh, roughing the passers because that was such a, that was such a big deal this year for every team. I think had at least one questionable call they could point to, uh, this yeah. year that shouldn't have been called roughing the passer, but that got uh, stricken down. But instead, we're gonna table the uh, the flexing of Thursday night games for May because we want to we want to pass that this year. I mean, what? I mean, it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. Are, are we being objective with this? You know, and I know because of you know, I guy I, Chris getting caught doing his deal. It, it, I get it. Why we upset? I do. Right? There was a couple of not not, not just Chris. Who was the other ones? Uh, 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 The the Falcons.
1: uh, I forgot who it was. The Falcons guy with with Brady.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, why wouldn't you want to do something like that? You know, is it going to cause like a break and a pause in the game that you don't want to do, right? You don't want to stop the whole flow of the game and itself happening because, you know, quarterback might have got laid on a little bit too hard. Okay. He might have got his jersey a little bit dirty. Okay. You don't want these prima donnas getting upset and fussing. You know, how do you take that away in the call? Hey, 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 settle down. Okay. Settle down. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that that should have been at least something that it was like, okay, uh, that's not such a big, you know, big of a deal, especially if it could be something that could absolutely determine the outcome of a game. Right. Uh, that we, we, we've seen that we've seen. Drives continue, or you know something happened. All of a sudden, it's touchdown. It was like, okay, well, if they didn't have this call, you know, they wouldn't have never been close. They've been fourth down or something, and so that I think something like that, you you, sh- you should look at. It. Why wouldn't you visit that that issue? Why wouldn't you, right? But no, well, ah, right, okay, we're gonna put this. Appreciate it, thank you. We think we're gonna have this. and We're gonna put it over here in our file. All right, uh. Come to order Thursday night games, twice. everybody. Yeah. I'll say aye, aye. aye, aye. yeah, <laughs> yeah. We didn't come, we didn't come here for that. We didn't come here for that. We'll talk about that later, right? But yeah,
1: but and, and that's actual gameplay, and that's like pr- product. I mean, people don't want to watch games where there, there's there's a BS rough the passer, and I know. We 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 were affected by that at some point this year, and I think a lot of teams were affected by the, the, the some BS, you know, rough of the passer call. We 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 were just kind of glued to it, seeing Jones do it. But yeah. that that's actual gameplay, and, and, and that's not even like a judgment call. It's not like a passer interference or a holding. We're like that can be yeah, you can you can call it, you can't call it. Rough the pass is rough the passer It's pretty clear what rough of the passer is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and and this year they they introduced the expedited calls this year, so they they could do could do it fast. They can have New York kind of look at it and be like, oh okay, yep yeah, that. You know, because we saw this here, they had the expedited uh the expedited yes. review.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so they struck it down, huh? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. If you if you could figure out, I mean, what the reason would be for that one, what what do you think what do you think they would probably point to for that? I I, I didn't see what the reason was they struck it down, just I just saw it was voted against. The only, only
0: thing I could see them striking it down is like, well, they was like, well, if we're in a position like that, right, and we get rough in the past, so we don't want that taken away from us if we're in a position to win, right? We don't we don't want to be on the other side of this if it happens to us. So I, I think this, it might be possibly one of the things they was looking at. It's like, look, but matter of fact, look, this is leave it alone. If they make the call, they make the call. They get it right, they get it right. they get it wrong and it's still kind of iffy, so what? So be it. We'll just keep playing. There's gonna be several calls like this and just be talking like they are. There's gonna be several calls in the game that's gonna be questionable. They don't get everything right, right? And so we just gotta go ahead and play, you know, with, with what they call, the calls they make. So that's maybe that's the reasoning. That's the only thing I can think of, you know.
1: Yeah, and I believe um, there was another rule that I wanted to ask you about. It was one that we actually talked about. I think they tabled it, but uh, they said it could come up in the future. But not, I don't think it's come up in May. Yeah. It's the rule. It's a rule that we proposed was it two years ago that everyone was against. Uh, it was the fourth and twenty rule instead of having an onside kick, you, you 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 can go for fourth and twenty instead of having to do an onside kick at the end of games. I think XFL has that where you can try to get a first down on twenty yards. Oh. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The Eagles proposed that, and I believe they said it got tabled, um, for a conversation to be had later on for that. Um, so that's interesting that they're 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 thinking about doing that one, uh. But we're we're we just want re- we just want to review pa- roughing the passers. I mean, we don't want to change the game. We just want we just want to re- review roughing the passers. That's all. But what, what do you think about that rule? I. I mean,
0: I think it's it's you could it's something you could look at. Uh, I can't remember two years if I was for and against it, and I'm just kind of looking at it now. And I mean, man, I don't even remember how I, th- I thought about it then. But thinking about it now, uh, I know XFL does it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know if I, you know, quite agree with that. Yeah,
1: leaving the XFL.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, I just yeah. It'll be so different. This you just don't want, to like, right? See, see how we're talking about this? Like, ah, right, let's you know, instead of bringing a new rule, this guy just leave it, just leave it alone. Don't, don't, don't deal with anything. Just leave it like it is. So, yeah. But point of order, uh, talk about two Thursday night games. All in favor? Right. Uh, Aye. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's it. that. That's you know. That's what it comes to. Yeah. It's. In a way, it is like a lot like, you know, um, our, our Congress and stuff where it's like, well, let's see the, the real important issues. Let's put those aside. Let's let's talk about stuff that's like nonsense. But like, eh. you know,
0: you know, it's funny because I'm sitting everything and like I, looking at the videos of like the owners and guys getting together and sitting there. And it's, it's almost like the Burgers group. Right. Get together. Right. It's like what, it's like <laughs> what's going on in that room? Huh? <laughs> what's going
1: on over there? You know what's the real conversation? What's really going on? Yeah. Okay. So, there's <laughs> that they showed the they did the annual head coaches uh, picture? Um, I don't know if you saw Andy in the middle, like doing the old awkward, like you know when you, when you have to sit between the two people on a, on, a, on an airplane, you you do the old. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Got to
0: come in with it. Yeah.
1: He was trying to squeeze in the photo. <laughs> yeah. You have room on the side for people. <laughs>
0: sure, he should have took his his arms and put it on the two the two guys just right on their chest and their knees, right? <laughs> yeah. Like he's the,
1: like he's the Don. <laughs> Seriously. I think it was him and Billichick were actually in the middle. I don't know if that was done purposely or not, but they were in the middle and they, they, they both were like, uh, kind of awkwardly like sitting like kind of narrow to, uh, I don't know. It was weird. Billichick's not that big of a guy. So I don't understand why he was actually, I don't understand why Andy was doing that. Andy, you're, you're a big dude. Just, just, just sit. You don't, you don't, have, you don't have to squeeze it for someone. Oh uh, man. It's, you know, look, as you know,
0: when you're a big guy, I'm a big guy. Okay. You always got to compensate for everybody else around you. That's that's. Kind of the rule, That's okay? Because nice. nice. you realize how big you are, like other people, and it, you know, you know, smaller guys get in, get sit in the seat any way they want to. They can turn to the left, and right. You just got to find a good little spot where you're not taking everybody else's space up. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I I get it. You know, Andy's like that guy. Look guy. Bill's just awkward because he's just an awkward guy. You know, he uh, you know he's probably shoot. I got to sit in for this picture. You know, we do it every year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I try to outlaw this I try to bring it in You know For a vote To get rid of these <laughs> <your> pictures. <laughs> I can definitely see. And I can also see Belichick be not, uh, Being the type of guy Who who can't um, Who can't have his back To a window He's got to be facing the door To see who's coming in Just because he's a He's a weird dude Oh yeah
0: yeah Yeah, <laughs> yeah look I'm like that too i don't like Look I want to see Who's coming in the door <laughs> like, I don't like it, Having to turn around And look at who's You know The person I'm with Is always looking at Like they looking I'm like Who are you looking at Like
1: <laughs> Yeah What's going on
0: Right,
1: yeah, it's the the Don Corleone, and you you need to see who's coming in at all times.
0: Yeah, yes, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> we'll see it all. We'll see it all.
1: Um, yeah, uh, but I will say uh, I've been the guy in ha- having to sit in the middle of uh of an airplane with with, with, with a bigger person, and it's it's it, it, it's rough because I'm I have to like kind of like do one of these, and it's like I I don't get, I don't get my my arm horse. So I'm, like, I'm like sitting like this, my shoulders kill after I, I'm done on the plane. Oh yeah. It's rough. <laughs> <laughs> um, so not, not being with T isn't always a good thing. No, right. right. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, last topic, we talked about rough in the passer. So we're going to talk about some edge rusher action right here, um, but no rough in the past. Carl is a clean guy. He's never going to do that. He'll, ne- he'll never do that. Um, <laughs> well, at least we hope so. Um, so uh, uh, last year, as we said, uh, Drafting Carlottis was huge for us, but we said, and J.D. said that it's going to take him some time. and I don't think he was getting he was getting a lot of pressures. He wasn't, really finishing off um, at, uh, the plays uh, as far as getting sacks um, in the beginning of the season. But the end of the season, and it's so strong, just like all the other rookies on the team, last seven games, he, aver- he had five and a half sacks over the last seven games. So he ended the season smoothly, just like J.D. said, and it will all come together by the end of the season. Um, and this year, he's already taken strides in the offseason by working with one of Kansas city's best a uh, friend of the show, Tomba Lee. There's videos of them two working uh, with each other. It went viral in uh, chief's kingdom this past week on Twitter. JD, what does it say to you that George Carl Lothis is making the extra effort and going to seek out guys like Tomba Lee, who lives in the Kansas city area and actually working with them on a variety of stuff that Tom can teach because Tomba was an assassin on the edge. Man, that's my boy right there. Tomba. Look,
0: uh, Bravo to uh, to to George, and if it was him reaching out or Tama reaching out, this this without a doubt should have happened. This is something that that you had to seek this type of guidance out. So I'm so glad this occurred, man. It looks so good. So if he's gonna learn anything about pass rush, the guy to teach him is Tamba. We're you talking about man? It's just a machine and working out. You know, detailed as far as like getting past guys using their, their hands and their arms and leverage, all of that. Man, Tama was working it. He was just working it in practice, man. You know, just a young guy coming in, man. I really love how Tama would work. And so just telling him and just talking to my brother, man. I'm yeah, that's that's man. Love Tampa. Uh, but yeah, he knows he's like, Man, I can help this guy get better, right? You he can help this guy get better, like veteran players, former players. Want to help guys get better. We want to see, man, we want to see guys succeed. We want to see guys succeed. And so George is a guy that's thirsty for knowledge. You can tell he wants to succeed. So his production toward the end of the season, you could tell he was getting better. He was starting to make an adjustment to the game and the speed of the game, getting his hands and all of that. And it takes time. It does. It takes time. Especially, you know, on this level, elite level, you you don't just come in and just be great. You got to work at it. That's the bottom line. you got, you got to work at it. So why not work with the best? So that makes sense. Like when, you know, uh, you know Frank Clark and Carlos Dunlap was helping George out. This is what veteran players do. I, mean, I don't know what, even why this is like uh seriously. Like this is a debate, right? Like I understand people bring up, you know, certain things with George Brad and, you know, they was talking about Aaron Rodgers. These things – Guys don't like guys like that. Let me put it that way in the NFL. They don't. You know, if you're going to be a guy that's going to hold your your, your your information and knowledge, you know, from a younger guy, then you just – you, you just, you're an idiot. You know? Guys sit there like, okay, I'm going to remember that. And guys will remember dudes that do things like that. They will remember guys like that, okay? Most of the time, guys will say, man, I will never treat a young guy that way. All right? Never treat a young guy that way. Majority guy, most guys don't mind helping out young guys. They don't, even if they don't like it, they will still help them. They will still give them knowledge. They will still tell them, "Hey, man, this is you know what you had to do." It's the same thing when I heard uh, Tannehill, okay, saying the same thing with Malik, you know Willis down in Tennessee. I'm like, man, this, <laughs> okay, I could tell what type of dude you are. Well, we know what type of dude, you know Brad and Aaron Rodgers. Are. We could tell that, right? And so. Cool. Nobody's saying you had to babysit a dude, but not just to help a guy out because you help the team out. Ultimately, I get you want to be the man. Maybe it's just position wise. Okay, you know you feel like well, guys got to make their own way. It does happen, right? I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Absolutely, it does happen. Okay, but most majority guys are going to have guys going to help them out. Whether it be somebody in a different position, maybe a wide receiver helping a tight end. I remember Andre Rise sitting there talking about that. Look, I was helping TG out when he first got to Kansas City, right? Shoot. Tony will tell you, like, I'm sure Dre helped him out with some things, giving me some words of wisdom. You know, because it is it's a team thing, it's a team structure. So same thing we talk about, D Hop, D Hop will be a guy that will come in and help a young guy out. Okay. Just I don't keep revisiting it, but that's the truth. Okay, he was doing that when he was in Houston, helping guys out. That's who he is. That's his MO. So if you just, uh, uh how would I say it? I want to use a strong word, than idiot, but since this is kind of a, you know, you try to keep it tapered down a little bit. um You know, it's just a, a dude, man, he's just, you know, he's. self centered You can say off-centered, Selfish. Uh, you know, lofty and who he believes he is, you know, not wanting to help young guys out. Uh, uh, but more so, man, he's he's you know, he's these guys just really won't respect a dude like that, okay? Just won't for the long haul. Like I said, guys remember, they like, Yeah, all right, I remember how the dude treated me, I remember that, and so, uh, some guys might adopt that same attitude. But like I said, majority of guys will help guys out. Uh, But, yeah, man, with Tombo and watching George do this type of work, it's showing me that George wants it. He wants to become better. He wants to be successful. And when you're doing that as a young guy, the sooner you can get that type of of, of knowledge, the toolage, that mentor to help you excel to the next level, man, do it. Do it as, as, as fast as quick as possible. Seek that out. Seek it out. Go find you a master. That's what you want to do. You're doing karate, go find you the master, right? They talk about the shoe. I remember, you know, I'm a big Kung Fu friend, uh, fan, karate guy, right? I love it. I love seeing it. Everybody would go to, uh, you know, Shaolin, okay? Try to get that knowledge, you know, the Wu Tang and all. That's where you want to go. You want to learn about Kung Fu or karate? That's that's where you go, mm-hmm. Tombo. Hats off to him, man, my brother. Just uh, uh, stand up, guy, all the way around. This is not shocking to me, uh, by no means. But hey, man, George is on his way. He keeps doing this, keeps getting this. He's going. He's going to be in a great position.
1: Well, it's also like we talked. We had this story uh, during training camp, where there's the videos after practice and photos after practice, where he was working with Dunlap. He was working with Frank Clark. He's learning from these guys who were taught by the, their vets when they played, right? And yeah. then, and then you have Tamba, who played under Tim Crumry, and then also he had Jared Allen, who was teaching him stuff. So he's getting. It's kind of like a masterclass in a way, where he's getting a little bit of from this professor, that Sorry. professor. That professor, and he's telling him all the tricks of the trade that he learned from those guys. And tamba also played with Justin Houston, so maybe the stuff that he learned from Justin Houston, he's given to to Carl Optus as well. I mean, it's it's it, it's so great to have a guy like Tomba who's still who's still in Kansas City who can be able to to do this kind of stuff with with Carl uh, Optus and give him all the information that he had. Because I mean, Tomba was was at a high level up until the very end, um, and I know he ended his career in Kansas City, but he, he was at a high level. I mean, he wasn't maybe wasn't getting sacks towards the end, but he was. You were still creating havoc back there. I'll tell you that tell yeah. you-
0: still effective, no doubt about it. So yeah. that's but but that's what ends up happening. Guys become sponges, right? Become bears. Uh, you know, you, you you try to emulate, you know, the great ones. And so as a young guy, uh, if you're not trying to do that, you're not trying to get better, you're just trying to do it on your own. There's nothing wrong with that. But also, too, there's there's resources out here that you can go to to get better, right? And so sometimes, even even like let's say an older guy's working out of practice, better uh you might the coach might tell you hey man go get some work with him shoot watch what he does you know you could just look what he's doing you could mirror all the things he's doing great and even if you he's not teaching you you're watching his movements you can learn that okay matter of fact the same thing with film you can learn what he's doing wrong if a guy's messing up you can learn what not to do so uh this all these things, man. This is how, like, the, when you when you pass on knowledge, you know, to the next guy, because uh, it's all about the NFL. And you know, you you've had your time. Thomas has had his time. I've had my time. I don't mind imparting knowledge into younger guys. I don't mind helping guys like that out. You know, if I can help you out, I'm like, look, dude. Hey, you just take a step. Get your hand right here. A little bit faster. See how that feels to you, right? And you can tell them like, how you know the body movement. Balance all those different things. Uh, How you can just take advantage. So, like you said, every single one of those guys you just named. Okay, so George is getting, like you said, Tim Crambry. He's getting uh, Jared Allen, uh, Tom Ali, Justin Houston. He's getting he's getting all that knowledge. Okay, all soaked in and just you know pushed out to him. You know what I mean? Little things he can get. So, man, I was just I I love seeing it. I absolutely love seeing it. So. Uh it's great man it's great it's great stuff well, I, great seeing things like that man I, I love like i said man my boy time a man doing his thing man helping a young player like that out uh hope to see a lot more younger guys going out there and trying to learn those things too okay whatever position you're in i don't care what it is so if you're not going out there to seek out the best guys that's doing it man that's on you that is on you really
1: it also speaks to kind of, kind of going back to what you talked about with the whole Brett Farber and Rodgers, like, and how Aaron Rodgers treats the young guys now. Um, it's like, if you if you look at it, and who knows, it's just one of those things where whoever Tannehill's uh, vet was when he when he came in the league. Maybe that vet was the same kind of thing to him. You like, okay, and that's one thing, you can always change that, you can always change the future, but, like, maybe that's the way you brought in, so you feel jaded, so you want to deal with the next guy. Because Favre and Rogers probably they didn't even talk with each other. That was, that was always the reports. They had like, no relationship with each other at all. And what happens? Rogers becomes the same kind of guy as because that's what he that's what he learned, right? He, he right. learned through that, you know, uh, the whole nurture versus nature thing. He learned that, and then what happened? He kind of became that kind of guy, and just kind of a weir- weirdly, oddly guy with his with his with his with his teammates. Yeah. But obviously, Tomlin didn't did learn that way because Jared Allen was his guy who brought who kind of uh, took him under his wing when he first got in the league. And and look at that, he's bestowing. Bestowing, uh bestowing uh, all the wisdom with uh, with the younger guys.
0: Yeah, man. Listen, I, hey, it, 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 everybody's trying to get paid, and so it's the same thing we were talking about. If you're you're visiting with a group of guys, and that's why I love like the whole end University thing, right? Because it's like, look, we're we're sharing knowledge. We're sharing how guys get open. Because ultimately, it's about our position getting better. Okay, it puts us in a, a, a better light. puts in a better a, a lot a better position for negotiations. Uh, when it comes down to the table, having somebody uh, this good, uh, why wouldn't you want to try to improve that? So, yeah, man, it, I just, it, 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 these things can be done to guys. They can absolutely learn it. And like you said, hey, they pass it on, and maybe that's what something happened to these guys. I, I don't disagree with that, probably. Okay. Bad behavior, big guess, bad behavior, right? Yeah. And so, if you have something that is good, it's the same thing. If you're having something that you're you're be able to uh, benefit somebody, hopefully that person passes on to the very next one, right? The next generation of guys coming through at that position. Okay, uh, like I said, everybody wants to get paid, everybody wants to eat, but sometimes competition is competition. They end up wrong with competition, but still, it's like, hey, man, like, all right, I might not be here. It might be you. If I go somewhere else, I'm still going to compete. That's what it's all, you know. When it comes down to it. You just trying to look at guys' sink, you know what I mean? And you ain't trying to throw them a, a, a life life jacket, you no know, life preserver, any of those things. Then, uh, you are uh, a, a dookie shoot. Yeah.
1: Well, they're going by the whole um. If the, air, if the airplane's coming down, you know, say put your mask on first before you help somebody else out. That, that's the logic that they're displaying for, the, for, for everything.
0: So like, hey, I ain't shooting he, he
1: on his own. Yeah. He, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say, um, you know, Carl Lodges could be in a position Ray Clark's gone. Dunlap's gone. He could be in a position where he is. The elder statesman. We'll, we'll have Mike Dana still, but like, he could be the, the, next year doing what Dunlap and Frank Clark did. After only one year, he could be doing that with the, with a rookie if we, if we bring in a, a guy in the first or second round. You know, like yeah. I mean, he could he could I mean, he you know he's, a, he's got one year under his belt. He could be that guy for someone. You know, dude. Matter of fact, I,
0: I'd be like if I didn't see him helping a young guy, I'm like, hey man, didn't him dudes help you out last year? Yeah. When you want to help a guy like this out, like they helped you, right? Why don't you do the same thing for these guys, like they, the guys did for you? You know what I'm saying? Shoot, don't just keep all the knowledge to yourself. You get it all and bottle it up. But I don't see him doing something like that. I think he would be a type of guy. He would be a guy that would help guys out. Yeah. But that's what all of that is for. That's what all of that is for. What's the point of keeping all this knowledge to yourself, right? What's the point? Okay, you're going to keep it. You can't use it no more. Ain't nobody else going back to the NFL. I ain't going back to the NFL. So if I'm going to teach somebody how to block, you know, tight end position block, a, you know, a, a, shoot, five, seven, nine, uh, pass block a how to get around guys, run routes. I'm going to give that knowledge everything to you that I know. Okay. It's what I'm going to do. So that's how we should be doing. That's how we should be doing just in the whole human experience. That we should be doing, right? Sure. Part of why we striving the way we striving. Okay. Sometimes it's bad behaviors showing up too. that's why things are in, in, in the state that they're in so this is true i don't want to get philosophical Chief <laughs> show so we'll, we'll, we'll stay there with it
1: but, yes sir yes sir true. yeah no, you're 100 right you're 100 right um yeah um i'll say Carlos. is yeah uh, if he learns anything from but uh, i mean that's just he's he i think he's got a good i think he's got a double digit sack here i right? Maybe based on the maybe it was hyped up after seeing him work out with Tomba, but I think we're gonna see a double digit year from him next year. Yeah, it's close.
0: Yeah. He definitely have that ability after he, working with Tomba, no doubt about it. He, he, he's trended in that direction anyway. He's improved just having that that interaction and that visit with him and working out with him. He's improved just that much. Seriously. He's a much better, much better defensive end pass rusher than he was, you know, when he ended the the, the season. Working then, with
1: Tomba. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, and I do think we should add, uh, maybe bring Dunlap back, maybe bring in Justin Hughes. And I, I do think we, there is some room for some veteran-type guys. And I know last year we talked about the, the veteran edge. And based on the market last year, we'll be seeing a lot of veteran edges going to training camp, again, uh, unsigned by the time a training camp rolls around. So there'll be yeah. some guys out there for sure. I like Carlos. I like Dunlap. Yeah. He was solid last year. I thought what, Would what he only have a like, half a sack less than uh, Frank Clark uh, during, during the year? And he was getting paid like <laughs> – Significant amount less. (laughs)
0: Oh,
1: yeah. 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 It is. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for us, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Cheap Concerns presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys next week uh, for, obviously, some more Chief takes and Chief stuff and, obviously, for the giveaway. So, be be ready for that, guys.
0: Well, I'm waiting for the giveaway. We'll see how it's going to work out, man. (laughs) But, hey, all Chief Concern followers, man, we love you guys. Okay? Keep watching this. Keep watching this. We're going to keep giving y'all some good business. All
1: right? Stay tuned. All right. Well, everyone has a good weekend. We'll see you guys next week. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.